0: Hello, Bucknutters. It's Patrick Murphy here from from Bucknuts and 247 Sports. Doing a little double duty for uh, for us today. We're supposed to have Dave Biddle on. We had some issues with that. So I'm going to run this one by myself, talk some Buckeyes and and the win over Michigan State today. This will also serve as the Bucknuts Almost Live podcast that comes out on Sundays. Usually we've got some guys doing some other things, so this will take the place of that as well. So you may hear it twice. Hopefully we do a good job here like we always try and do. But let's get into it. Ohio State defeats Michigan State 56-7. to I thought, and I told people this heading into the game, I thought this would be a comfortable win for Ohio State. I thought the Buckeyes would be able to throw on Michigan State. I didn't think with Michigan State's rushing attack, led by the rushing attack, I guess I should say, would be able to keep up with Ohio State. I did not see a 56-7 to game, and this could have been much worse for the Spartans. 20, or I'm sorry, 49 to 0 at halftime. Only one touchdown scored by both teams in the second half. Michigan State finally getting on the board, but Ohio State could have kept their foot on the gas. Ryan Day said he wanted to get guys out of the game, get them rest. He obviously knows what's coming down the road next week. We'll get to that here at the end. And so, Ohio State went with a lot of backups in the second half, especially on defense. And then really everybody came in. I mean, we even we even got to see the debut of quarterback Quinn Ewers, which I know made everyone still here at Ohio Stadium very excited to see the freshman get in the game, even if it was just for two snaps. So let's get into it. We'll start with uh, the, the biggest of days, quarterback CJ Stroud, thirty-two for thirty-five, only through three incompletions, four hundred and thirty-two yards, six touchdowns. The stat line is is impressive enough. Some of the throws, though, that, that this quarterback made today, and, and it's incredible what he's done from start of the season to the, now almost the end of the season. He was a guy that a lot of people were questioning whether or not he was the quarterback for this team. Obviously, Ryan Day had faith. He stuck with him. Yes, he sat in one game, uh, but that was more due to the shoulder injury than it was anything else. Stroud came back from that, a little mental reset as well as a physical reset, and has been pretty much lights out ever since. Did have you know a couple of interceptions against, I think it was Nebraska, but really has been good. And, and today just picked Michigan State secondary apart. And, and this isn't a great Michigan State secondary. It's not the no-fly zone that we saw back uh, several years ago. But I, I saw this tweet earlier today, and I don't remember the numbers, but yes, passing yards wise Michigan State's the worst in the country but if you kind of look deeper this team isn't as bad in the secondary they're not good and they were without some guys today some guys who normally play for them due to injuries so it's not a great pass defense but it was a good enough pass defense it's a big 10 pass defense it's a good enough pass defense to be the number 7 team in the country and come into this game 9 and 1 on the year you don't do that just on offense alone Especially when you're relying so much on on a running back, and we'll get to Kenneth Walker in a second. But this is what CJ Stroud not only was supposed to do, but exceeding that with with the numbers he put up today and some of the throws. Like I said, he made completed 17 intercept or 17 passes in a row in uh, in the first half. One of those passes was this shot downfield into the uh north end zone almost into the end zone for for chris olave i believe was who caught it it was just a remarkable throw remarkable catch by chris olave who had a big day himself uh you know cj stroud wasn't just dumping passes off and, and putting up numbers this these were legitimate throws he was making you know some of those early touchdowns where he had to thread it in between two defenders uh not tiny windows but defenders are coming on to their he had to put it in the right spot it it was great. I, you know, if if I'm a Heisman voter, I'm not, but if I was CJ strouds, my guy, Uh, Kenneth Walker, I think didn't take himself out of the race entirely, but certainly hurt his chances today with, with his game. We'll touch on him a little bit more when we get to the Ohio state defense. We'll see what Alabama's quarterback does tonight. Uh, I believe they're playing as I record this. So, CJ Stroud to me as an Heisman front rider, I know some people already had him is that this, this was huge and it was a, a game where a lot of people were watching a, a ranked first ranked top 10 game. So I think the country saw CJ Stroud today, obviously he will have to back it up. He's got the game against Michigan next week. He's got to play well there. That'll be another showcase for him. Big 10 championship. If the Buckeyes make it, which they're looking very good uh, to do so. So two more big stages for CJ Stroud to make his case, but he certainly did that today. The running game, not huge numbers. Master Teague finishes with the, as the leading rusher, 95 yards and a touchdown. Mayan Williams also got in the end zone, 35 yards. Travian Henderson was was held rather in check, 63 yards on nine carries. Um, you know, when the Buckeyes could throw, I mean, Cedar Stratton only like threw the ball 35 times, but when they could throw the way they did, it's you don't have to rely on the run game nearly as much Let's get to these receivers, though. We'll start with Chris Olave. He didn't have uh, the biggest day in terms of receptions. What he did do, he did lead the Buckeyes with 140 receiving yards, so that's pretty impressive. But what he did do was set the Ohio State career receiving touchdown record. He's got 35 now, that breaks David Boston's record. I think it was set back in uh, in 1998, I believe. Uh, it, what what a remarkable career Chris Olave's had. We talked to him after the game. He made the point. Came in as a three star recruit. Now he's gone on to put his name at the top of one of the best records that that an Ohio State receiver can achieve. You know, Chris Olave was, was probably under recruited, undervalued as a recruit. He missed his junior year because of transferring rules, and that's a big evaluation year. So if, if he plays that year, he's probably ranked higher in the in the recruiting rankings. He's also probably playing out west instead of at Ohio State. So that was Ohio State's advantage. Everyone knows Chris Olave's story, but he came in as, as a pretty raw receiver, frankly. Good, good enough to play his freshman year. Certainly, especially after I think it was Austin Mack that got hurt. But what a player he's become! He he's turned himself into a first round NFL draft pick. He is, like I said, setting records at Ohio State. You know, he's he's just he's just he's just been remarkable. His development year in and year out has been great. He leads this group really well. Jackson Smith and Jigba said after the game that he's left a legacy that's going to be hard for him and the rest of the younger Ohio State receivers to live up to. And that's both on and off the field. A great kid, really humble, uh, gave a lot of praise to to the other guys. He did get to keep the game ball from from his record-breaking touchdown catch. He said he didn't even think about it at the time. Somebody went and got it for him, so he had that in the post-game press conference room, which that's something I'm sure he's going to want to hang on to for a long time. A, A big mark, but he wasn't the only receiver to have a big day. Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I mentioned, 10 catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. If you told me coming into the season that it wasn't going to be Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson who's going to put up the biggest numbers for Ohio State this year, and, and Chris or, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is at the top of Ohio State's receiving statistic marks. I think he leads everything except touchdown catches. Really impressive from Ohio State slot receiver. Only a sophomore. He's a kid who's definitely going to be back next year. A guy who probably won't is Garrett Wilson. Seven catches, 126 yards, two touchdowns. He was, he, you know, he, he just, like Chris Olave, he just continues to, to amaze week in and week out. That group is going to be so hard for any team to stop. And I've said it before, I just don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe Georgia, if Ohio State meets up with Georgia in the college football playoff, that's arguably the best defense in the country. I, I don't know, though. I don't know how you stop all three of these guys. And as, as I mentioned, Travion Henderson didn't even get going today. He's another weapon, both rushing the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield it's 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 a ton of weapons Ohio State has and, and they can go deeper if they need to they haven't had too much this year though Ryan Day did praise Julian Fleming the sophomore who's been banged up a lot he thought he played well in the second half not just catching the ball he only had uh, two catches for eight yards but also with his blocking and, and all the things they would expect out of a wide receiver so great stuff on offense obviously you put up 56 points on Michigan State you feel pretty good about things defensively high state holds michigan state to seven points those seven points came in the fourth quarter when it was a lot of backups in the game pitched a shutout through three quarters which is pretty impressive in a in a big 10 game especially against what was a top 10 opponent coming in you, you can't dispute that fact so the defense held michigan state to 224 yards and i talked about kenneth walker he had six carries for 25 yards coming into the game he had not had a game where he'd had that few carries, I think his fewest were seven. And in that game, I think he had 57 yards and a touchdown. That was in a big win against Youngstown State when he came out of the game early. Kenneth Walker didn't play in the second half. This was the nation's leading rusher coming into the game. And Haskell Garrett told us after the game, Tyreek Smith said this too, that they made a focus on keeping Kenneth Walker in check. They didn't want him to have a big kind of showcase game against Ohio State. And they did that and some. You know, 25 yards for the nation's leading rusher. Some of that had to do with Michigan State going away from that quarterback Peyton Thorne threw the ball 36 times, which is more than he usually does. But still, they had to go away from it because Ohio State's defense from the jump was uh, was was ready to go and stop this rushing attack. Uh, they they did well in the past game too. Only 158 yards and a touchdown for Peyton Thorne. The receivers, no one had more than 30 receiving yards, and you know when they did, they were still able to exploit a little bit of this Ohio State defense over the middle. I think that's still an area where teams are going to look uh, to target Ohio State secondary, but it was a much better performance. Credit to Matt Barnes, credit to this defensive staff for having such a good game plan coming in. I think the way that Ohio State has adjusted, not only game to game, but even within game throughout the year since they made that shift to Matt Barnes has really been a, a big deal. Maybe something that's not talked about enough because they're able to make these adjustments, scheme for teams, and then if it's not right, They've been able to fix it now. Teams have still been able to hit some plays and whatnot, but it's much better than it was last year when they played good offenses. And even at the beginning of this year, everyone, everyone watched those games early on and the Oregon game where they couldn't stop the play off, off tackle to the left with the running back. That's not happening against this Ohio state defense right now. And and that's good to see as you get into what could be a a run to, you know, a potential college football playoff and a national championship game. Um, So, you know, a, a great performance from Ohio State once again. Uh, I think probably the only thing you're disappointed about if you're the Buckeyes is, A, maybe you didn't get the shutout, but that's really hard to do in college football. But B, that the the second-string offense, the, the offense that came in in the second half, didn't look a little bit better. I think you would have liked to see Kyle McCord be a bit more efficient with the ball. He finished 4 of 8 for 17 yards, had an interception on a tough throw, but a throw that you'd like to see Kyle McCord make as, as he makes progress. Um, Master Teague, though, what appears to be his final game at the horseshoe. Now he can come back. He's a red shirt junior, but he did take part in the senior day activities. So it looks like master Teague intends to move on. I don't know if that means NFL. He's thinking that I, I can't imagine with the year he's had, that the NFL is is in his mind right now. He just hasn't played a ton. Some due to injuries. Some due to other guys passing him up. Or if he's looking to move somewhere where he can get more playing time and, and potentially move on to the NFL. Obviously, Travion Henderson, Evan Pryor, um, all, all these running backs Ohio State has. Brian Williams still here, obviously. So we'll see what happens with him. But it was good to see him get into the end zone. The fans were chanting Teague on that last Ohio State meaningful Ohio State drive, um, and then. The, the most interesting one, Quinn Ewers makes his collegiate debut coming into uh, the game late, very late. I think he only played two snaps as Ohio State kind of closed things out. But first time Quinn Ewers has gotten a snap, two snaps, um, you know, it'll, it that, that while it's not much, big for him to get out on the field, I think it shows that the coaching staff trust Quinn Ewers to to go in the game that wasn't the case early on also maybe some discipline still for for Jack Miller who obviously had the the legal issues recently and was reinstated uh I think it was Thursday when when they officially reinstated him after his his uh arraignment uh due to an OVI a couple weeks ago so probably the only thing that you're, you're not happy about is is the fact that the offense in the second half couldn't keep it up but the defense did the second string defense looked really good I was impressed with a lot of guys that uh that were out there. Court Williams came up and made a few big tackles in the second half. Um, There are a number of guys that that had some big plays. So Michigan state in the books, that means we turn the attention to Michigan. Uh, It's Michigan week. I think if you're on Twitter, you've seen a number of Ohio state coaches and things tweeting about, uh, you know, what week it is and and all that Uh, Michigan, obviously the big rival that's uh, that that's not telling you guys anything. You don't know. This is going to be, assuming Michigan beats Maryland, and as the time we're recording this, this game's still going on, I believe uh, Michigan is leading right now. That's going to be for, for all the marbles in, in the Big Ten East. It'll be for the right for Michigan or Ohio State to go to Indianapolis in the Big Ten Championship the following week. Michigan hasn't ever been to Indy for, for the Big Ten Championship, which is crazy to think. Uh, you know, So obviously a lot on the line there. Ohio State looking to win a fifth. Big 10 championship in a row and, and both teams hoping to make it to the college football playoff. This game didn't happen last year, as I'm sure you're all aware. Uh, disappointing for for the Buckeyes, disappointing for me. It's it's my favorite game to cover every year. And that includes the bowl games and, and all that. Just, just such a great game. So I'm glad it's going to be back. We're going to be back up in Ann Arbor and it should be a good game. You know, I look at it and, and we'll dive into it more throughout the week, obviously. But, you know, just kind of some initial thoughts. I look at what the Wolverines bring. Solid defensive line up front. Ohio State's offensive line, maybe the best that they will have faced all year, especially the defensive ends. The secondary, pass defense, all that. You know, it's a solid defense, solid, solid enough to get to where they need to go. It's certainly going to be a bigger test than this was against Michigan State. Offensively, solid run game. Um, the the pass game is where I think Michigan has struggled. Cade McNamara has gotten better throughout the year, but it's still a lot of shorter passes that he makes. They're not attempting downfield shots, which I think is a good thing for Ohio State. Now, you never know what they're going to do in this game. Obviously, coaches and 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 whatnot throw wrinkles in, into things. Ohio State will certainly have that too. Um, but Ryan Day already said it. Throw out the records. You can't worry about all that in this game. It's, it's one of those games, and, and it really is. And, and I know most people who have wa- watched Ohio State for a long time realize that. And, uh, you know, the the hope is that the Buckeyes will go up to Ann Arbor and do what they've done recently. What what I do think is interesting is, and this was pointed out in the press conference, a lot of the guys who are playing right now haven't played against Michigan. With it not being uh, – they're not being a game last year, uh, it's going to be interesting. CJ Stroud didn't play against Michigan. Jackson Smith and Jigba hasn't played against Michigan. A number of guys on defense haven't played against Michigan. So it's going to be up to the leaders. And Chris Olave said that the guys – know what this week is like from from the work that they do in the offseason and how much they focus on on beat Michigan and things like that. But it's a, it's a different game, and they're going to have to be ready. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Haskell Garrett, all those guys that have, have played in this game know what this rivalry is about. We'll need to make sure that, that their younger teammates who are making their first appearance in the game are ready to go. But uh, you know it's a fun time of year. The Buckeyes are right where they want to be. I think CJ Stroud is right where he wants to be in terms of the Heisman stuff. They don't want to talk about that right now, but I think he's going to be in New York. I think he's going to be assuming he plays similarly to how he has recently in these next few games. I think he's the guy who's going to take home the trophy, which would be great for Ohio state hasn't happened since Troy Smith in 2006, but that's something we'll get to as, as we move along. So we'll, we'll wrap this up here. We've, we've gone about 17 minutes, um, the Buckeyes 56-7 over Michigan State. Again, another dominating performance. Look forward to Michigan next week. We'll have plenty of coverage throughout. Already tons of stuff up on the website. If you're, if you're listening to this um, on Friday or on Saturday, I'm sorry. Um, if you're listening listen to this on Sunday as part of the Bucknuts Almost Live, you'll have seen all of our post-game coverage already. But we're going to have tons more this week as always with Ohio state is a little bit different. We only have interviews with the the players and coaches on Tuesday. They use the rest of the week to focus on, on the rivalry game. So we'll have plenty of stuff though. They give us a lot of good stuff that week. So stay tuned to Bucknuts two, four, seven. I thank you all for tuning in. If you're, if you're listening to this on YouTube, Facebook, any of those things like subscribe, whatever the, the method is for that, because that always helps us. If you're listening to this as, as the podcast, Please give it a like. Please subscribe to to our podcast. It it helps us out a lot, helps us bring this coverage to you. So, thanks again. Buckeyes win big. I'm going to sign off here from Ohio Stadium, going to get some stuff done, but uh, we'll be back next week. Plenty of stuff to do for Michigan Week. Always a fun time of year. Thanks for tuning in, guys.